To generalize, human beings have an unhealthy relationship to desire. First of all, they don't understand desire, and they have both been indirectly and directly taught the wrong things about desire. As a result, so many people fear desire. People tell themselves that desire causes personal suffering, that desire causes a separation between them and the people they love, that desire causes people to get hurt, that desire means they're not evolved or spiritually mature enough, that desire implies missing the value of what is, and the list goes on and on. For the sake of your own awareness, I want you to begin this learning by taking out a sheet of blank paper. At the top of that paper, I want you to write, I am afraid of desire because fill in the blank. Now below this sentence, I want you to fill in that blank as many times as you can. When a person fears desire, they can fall into any of the unhealthy responses or coping mechanisms that any person might have in response to something they fear. Of course, when they do this, they don't understand that this leads them to more unsafety and more pain. For example, a person may push away, run away from, suppress, desperately try to change, control, deny, disown, reject, and misunderstand desire in and of itself or a specific desire. Now, they're not just going to do this with their own desires. They're also going to do this with the desires of the people around them. I want you to spend some time thinking about just how dangerous this can be. And in the meantime, I'm going to give you literally just a few examples. Let's say that somebody denies, suppresses, disowns, and rejects a desire within themselves. Now, you can't actually get rid of desire. And so what's going to happen is that this desire is going to come out in manipulative and backdoor ways. If one person rejects the desire in another person, they are effectively shutting down the life force in this person and also trying to shut off this person's compass. If desire in and of itself is misunderstood, there's no way to have a healthy and safe relationship to desire. And there's no way to actually understand how to use desire to benefit your life. If one person refuses to accept the desire belonging to another person, then this person is effectively totally bulldozing, potentially, the reality of incompatibility in the relationship. So like I said, these are just a few of so many examples of how doing this with desire can be so potentially damaging. So I want you to sit here and I want you to consider for a minute. What are the negative implications of doing this with desire, of fearing desire, to the degree that you respond negatively to desire itself? What does the fear of desire cause you to do or to not do relative to yourself and relative to other people? Because humanity does not currently have a healthy relationship to desire, this means that adults do not have a healthy relationship to the desire within themselves or within children. Now, it's in our childhood that so much of our relationship to desire is in fact corrupted. Because of these thoughts, beliefs, feelings, preferences, aversions, needs, and ironically, desires that exist within adults, adults often not only turn against their own desire, but also against the desire of the children in their life. And this effectively teaches children that their desires are wrong and to turn against their own desires. We often learn either directly or indirectly that desire in and of itself is a threat and that specific desires are acceptable and others are unacceptable. This is where we begin to experience shame relative to our desires and begin to shame ourselves for our desires 
Because of this shame, we suppress our desire so deep we aren't consciously aware of what we desire. In fact, our self-concept would suffer so much as a result of admitting it to ourselves and to others that it isn't until desire is fulfilled in a subconscious way that we get to know, oh, wait a minute, this is what I wanted. But we still often feel a sense of shame that this is what we desired. Think back to what you really wanted as a child, and I want you to ask yourself some questions. How did the adults in your experience behave relative to their own desires? How did they behave relative to your desires? What did they teach you about desire in and of itself? What did you make that mean about desire? About your specific desires? About the desires of others? And even about you? In order to live a happy, healthy, fulfilling life, you're going to have to fall in love with desire instead of remain afraid of desire. And when I say you have to love desire, what I mean by that is that you're going to have to take it as a part of yourself, a part of yourself you can't get rid of. Now, obviously, to move from a space of fear into a space of love, one of the most beneficial things you can do is to understand something. Understanding has a way of eradicating fear and bringing you into a space of love. For this reason, let's understand desire. Desire is a life force. It is not something to try to get rid of. It is not something you can get rid of even if you try. Even the desire to rid yourself of desire is in and of itself a desire. To try to get rid of desire is to try to get rid of life itself. It is to try to get rid of expansion and movement in yourself, in others, and in the universe at large. Desire is the fundamental motivation behind all human action. All negative emotions are ultimately about desire. For example, negative emotions like anxiety and fear are ultimately related to desires about the future. Negative emotions like anger and sadness are ultimately about unmet desires about the past. It is desire that moves you. It is desire that gives your life direction. It is desire that gives birth to what is possible. It is desire that brings forth the new. It is desire that brings you to your purpose. It may be of interest to know that desire and destiny are so linked that in Latin they are almost the same word. Desire comes from the word desiderare, which means to long or to wish for. And desidere means from the stars, meaning destiny. Your desire and your destiny are inescapably linked together. If you do not follow your desires, you will not align with your destiny. Many people who are on the more aware side of the spectrum have learned that so much of what makes up what you're wanting and your motives is trauma. There is nothing quote-unquote wrong with this because it is contrast that gives rise to desire. It is the unwanted that births the wanted. However, so many people, knowing this, then go to work trying to heal themselves out of a desire, knowing that potentially if they heal something, something about them will change. To learn more about this and about why it doesn't work, I want you to watch my video titled You Can't Heal Yourself Out of a Desire. Desire is so much a part of life and who you are that, like breathing, most of the time you're not even conscious of the desire you have until there is something in conflict with it. Most of the time people are so not aware of what they desire that you can only infer what you or somebody else wants based on their behavior. Another thing to understand is that desires isn't necessarily something that you create. A desire is something that is born through you. Also, these desires that are being born through you are constantly being amended. And without this constant stream of desires being born through you and amended, what you would have is the same thing as if there was no breath. What you would have was endedness. 
Desire is intimately connected to contrast. This means it is intimately connected to unwanted and wanted, to pleasure and to pain. We seek to control desire for the same reason that we seek to control life itself. We want to make sure that it's going to lead to something that feels good instead of something that feels bad. Because of this, we actually fail to see and accept that all desires will ultimately lead to contrast. There is no desire you could have that will ultimately lead to both positive and negative effects. Desire will be painful. I mean desire in and of itself is going to be something you associate with pain if you do not understand that anything you want is going to come with positive and negatives. Any desire you have will lead to contrast. It's also going to be incredibly painful, or I should say you will associate desire with pain, if you don't accept that it will never end. I mean never. There will never be a day where you have everything you could ever want, and therefore you could never want more, and therefore your life only feels good. This is a state of endedness. This is a state that opposes expansion, which is the current desire within the universe itself and you. <laughs> this means you can only make your peace with desire itself if you realize it's always going to lead to contrast and it will never end. You will never get to that point of halted perfection. If you accept this, then you can settle into this space where actually it's all about the better it gets, the better it gets. You will always desire more no matter what. This does not mean that you will always be unhappy with what is. And it sure as hell doesn't mean you can't appreciate what is. Another thing you need to accept is that your desires will always be amended. This is something that humanity has a very difficult time swallowing. You cannot ever guarantee that what you want today is what you will want forever. Obviously, this brings up kind of an issue with relationships, doesn't it? We'll be talking about relationships in a minute. <laughs> Many people are afraid that desire makes them out of control, and in this way makes them not free. This is not actually the case. The concept of desire and the concept of free will are two different concepts within the universe, and desire does not erase free will, nor does it erase freedom. When you have a desire and perceive a desire inside yourself, you are now aware of it. Now you are truly free, because now being aware of it, you stand in the position of choice. You're free to decide what to do in response to that desire. Your desires do not control you any more than a compass can control you, but ignoring, denying, or trying to change a compass to say what you would rather it say tends to have drastic consequences. Another reality that people need to accept about desires is that most people think they want one thing when they actually want something entirely different. For example, a man could want to be a multimillionaire because he wants that feeling of being financially free and that specific feeling of abundance that comes with knowing that he is the one creating that stream of income. For this man, being wealthy in this way is his true desire. For another man, if he asks himself why he wants to be a multimillionaire, it's so that he can have women be interested in him because he wants a relationship so badly. Why does he want a relationship so badly? Because he's lonely and therefore wants connection and wants to be wanted. It is obvious then that he is not taking a direct route to getting what he wants. He's finding a back road to get that in a roundabout way. For this man, trying to make money is not going to feel good to him. Because that's not the direct thing he wants. It's a means to an end. <clears throat> it's a so that. If he was to accept what his true desire was... He would be much more in alignment with getting that in a different and more direct way. His thoughts, his words, and his actions would change. 
Not only does this bring him into alignment with himself in a more direct way, in a more powerful way, it also means that he's happier and his desires will be achieved much faster. To understand about this in depth, you would benefit by watching my video titled, If you want to be happy, don't do this. In this context that we're speaking today, it may benefit you to discern between personally determined desires and socially determined desires. In this context, a personally determined desire is a desire that would exist with or without the presence of others. A socially determined desire is a desire that only exists in the presence of others. For example, if you lived on a deserted island, or if you were the last person on earth, suddenly the desire for fame or the desire for status would not even occur within you. There is nothing wrong with socially determined desires. In fact, they're going to occur when you're in a social environment. However, you will find that a lot of life satisfaction is going to come when you realize what your personally determined desires are and to focus heavily on those. So consider, if you were alone on a deserted island or if you were the last person on Earth, what would you desire then? By asking this question, you're going to find out just how socially motivated people are. When it comes to desires, one of the biggest fears that we have that causes people to go out of alignment with their own desires is the fear that our desires is going to pull us in opposite directions from someone that we love. Now this is perhaps the area where desire demands the most respect. Because in this universe, desire is what pulls you forth into your destiny and into your expansion. Therefore, if your desire is genuinely incompatible with another person, the universe will lead you in different directions. But this deep knowing we have puts us squarely in this panic where we fight with our own desires and we fight with the other person's desires. We want to be able to control and change desires in order to remain aligned with other people, which we imagine will allow us to feel pleasure and avoid pain ourselves. But this only creates pain in us and in them. It is not healthy for either of them to try to let go of their own desire for the sake of their own competing desire to stay with the other. This simply results in a resentful relationship where one denies their own expansion for the sake of maintaining connection. This means when you're in a relationship and a person has a desire, it is very important to drill down as to what that actual desire is and then to find a way to meet that desire. You're basically working with the universe instead of against it. And I can promise you to work against the universe is a futile endeavor. What makes you safe to do this is if you find yourself a relationship. And when I say a relationship, I don't just mean a partnership. I mean a friendship. I mean a coworker situation, any relationship you're in. What makes you safe is if both of you want desire, see, both of you want the other to feel good. Out of this desire, the desire for the other to feel good and to get what they want, the third option or the win-win scenario can be born. This is not only how to end the zero-sum game, but this is also your best bet that there is a way to find alignment with the other person. It is perfectly okay for you to want a relationship that lasts for the rest of your life, for you to have a desire to line up with people who even if you have desires, you change and keep lining up with those desires, but together in parallel with one another. If you have the capacity to desire that, then you have the capacity to actually create that and to line up with those people where that's possible. Getting to that space is really a matter of releasing any resistance you may have within yourself to the attainment of that desire. This could be competing beliefs, competing things you're saying, or oppositional action. 
Where humanity is unhealthy is that so far human society has ascribed the idea of right or wrong to staying together or taking separate paths. It is seen as not only possible, which it isn't, but virtuous to let go of one of your desires for the sake of someone else's desires, or for the sake of staying with them. And longevity rather than quality of relationship is what is valued. In this way, human society is in a state of contradiction to the greater universe. Because longevity of relationship is so often maintained by the denying, suppressing, disowning, or controlling of personal desires. Therefore, the desire to maintain human bonds is currently often at odds with other desires which are in alignment with personal expansion. To put it mildly, human beings have not yet learned how to have themselves and have others too at the same time. But there is no other way to go than for humanity to accept that it is the quality of relationship, not the longevity of relationship that dictates how healthy that relationship is, or how good that relationship is. Being aware of and accepting another person's desire, or other people's desire in general, is your key to ending up in compatible relationships, in other words, relationships that are right for you. Also, being aware of and accepting other people's desires is your key to absolutely making sure that you can predict anything that a person might do. If you know what somebody wants, you know what they will do. End of story. When a conflict relative to desires happens in a relationship today, what most people do is to turn against the other person's desire to make it wrong, or to turn against their own, to make their own desire wrong. Humanity has to evolve out of this. The first thing they have to do is to put in the work to drilling down to what the actual desire is. And then they have to ask themselves this question. If I accepted that it is not going to be possible to get rid of my desire, and it is not going to be possible to get rid of their desire, and that it is important that we both attain what we desire, what would I or we do instead? Desire is not what is painful. Unmet desire is what is painful, and it is meant to be. It is meant to be because that pain is your indication that you are currently separated from something that you want, and therefore something that you are meant to be one with. Many people have sought to end this pain and suffering by making an enemy of desire itself, by seeking to rid themselves of desire. This is a tragedy. It's a tragedy because it means that a person has such a feeling of powerlessness relative to the attaining of what they desire that it feels more empowering to try to get rid of the desire for that thing in the first place. We are not here to close the gap between where we are and what we are wanting by trying to want only what is and to get rid of desire for anything more. We are meant to close this gap between where we are and what we are wanting and therefore meant to be one with by aligning with each desire as it continually is amended. The more you discover and integrate your desires, and I mean each one of them, the better your life experience will get. And eventually you will see that joy is really about this never-ending process of consistently aligning with your ever-amending desires. Have a good week.